Welcome to the Herald Express Talker United Yellow Army podcast, brought to you weekly by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes. We'll be talking about everything that you ever wanted to know about Talker United. Uh, you can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, or you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Welcome to another Yellow Army podcast. We're broadcasting from the painting studio. This week, we're like the uh, popular tea time game show. We're pointless this week. We are. Two games, two defeats. A sensational result on Tuesday night, though, didn't you think? Mm. Giuseppe's showstopper, I didn't think was going to be good enough, but it was in the end. Tell me. <laughs> I'm now confused. Well, I was watching the bake-off and I was listening to the football at the same time. So it's, you know, I'm, I'm confused about Tuesday night. I'm conflicted about Tuesday night. I, you, I said to you at some point on Tuesday afternoon, I think, uh, will you be listening uh, on, to the game? Um, and you said yes, but I've also got the the Bake Off. It's the final. Great British Bake Off. Now final. I didn't realise it was a Great British Bake Off final. I have watched in the past, but I haven't watched this series at all. Gripping. It was. So um, <laughs> I said to you then, didn't I? I said, "Oh, that's a that's an interesting fact." Uh, you know, if we lose, there's a good intro there. You might as well yeah. have been watching the British Great British Bake Off. However. It didn't feel right at the in time. In the heat of the moment, <laughs> it didn't feel right. No, but there you go. There were two. There were two. Um, two stellar encounters on Tuesday night one of them in the Bake Off tent but one of them at Aldershot as well when as we'll hear from Gary in a minute Torquay didn't play half badly but lost out to a late it's goal dif- it's difficult we went there uh, I was listening to, to Radio Devon which was uh, which was a very good commentary again although there was two breaks for news now there was some breaking news about the, the sad uh, yeah. news from Plymouth but then the news went on afterwards talking about stuff that was just normal news fodder. So, so we, we lost half of the... Was Tuesday night the night of the Peppa Pig world? News? No, no. That was no, Monday, was that it? Was Monday, I yeah. think. Yeah. But um, yeah, so, so we lost half of our, our, uh, our commentary, Radio Devon. And then when you came back from the news, Radio Devon, um, you gave us Plymouth Argyle for five minutes <laughs> before you realised. Now, no, I'm not, not criticising Radio Devon. They're underfunded. As, yes, massively indeed. underfunded yeah. um, we all pay our our um, licence fee and probably about 95% of it goes to television and yeah. the other 5% I don't, I'm not not, mu- not under- much to local radio not much to local radio so they are underfunded but it was a bit disappointing not to hear most of the or all of the commentary so we've been out to Seal Hain this God, there's my rant over it's sorry it's fine. <laughs> there'll be more later on I'm sure um We've been out to Seal Hain this morning. It's absolutely lovely out there this morning. Beautiful, clear blue sky. It's cold, but it's right in the countryside. Um, And we've had a good chat, good chat with the gaffer. Um, So let's have a listen to that. Let us go, as must we all, to Seal Hain. So, gaffer, uh, story of the season at the moment seems to be great home form. Not quite hitting those heights away from home. How frustrating is that? Nice way of saying it. Thanks, mate. (laughs) Um, Yeah, well, yeah. Listen, we positive is we've got a home game coming up um, good to play against a team that's going well because you've got to be you know, right on song you've got to be ready uh, and preparation is always right you know when we go away from home we try and make sure that the, the week's itinerary is good and sharp um, we make sure you know we try and make sure all the times of the, 
the bus times and the eating times and all that are right. So we, you know, we try and prepare right home or away. It just seems at the moment um, away home teams against us. I, um, you know, when we're away, seem to be putting in that little bit extra, and we haven't been able to show that little bit extra needed to beat those teams. I thought um, against all the shot, we we worked hard. The boys competed, and you know, obviously, we was totally gutted with the 90th minute goal. Just how we know other teams feel when we do that. Uh, so, but we was disappointed with that. However, the boys, you know, put in a work rate. Um, but the quality wasn't there on the day. The quality to break a team down that are you know trying to survive, as it were. You know, or put a run of wins together. So that was the second win at home. Grimsby and us, you know, so they all feel that they've had a they've had a good couple of weeks. Now, both of those games, uh, two goals disallowed, could have seen the team go a goal ahead. Both those games, but particularly maybe some more so on on Tuesday night, there's a spell where the side appeared to be gaining control of the game, but weren't able to convert those into creating too many clear cut chances. Yeah. How much do you think confidence is now playing a part in that? Confidence always plays a part in that. Um, I suppose you know we've got some experienced players, um, and we've got some young players that not sort of uh, got the ability to play at this level, but haven't really found their uh, the strength of mental, the mental strength yet. Do you know what I mean? Because they've all got ability. So it's um, yeah, it's a matter of getting an, a win. You know, like if you look at the home form, it was poor. Then all of a sudden we got a couple of good own wins and all of a sudden it's more confident you know and we've had four home wins now so hopefully they'll be going into um, the Halifax game with, with a bit more bit more confidence and, and a feeling of you know this is our home and supporters get behind us all that as they do away actually but obviously it's, it's more familiar at home um, and that's what we've got to look to now uh, and then just try and find that Formula, it's not a formula. We, as I say, we prepare all we all we can, and then it's down to individuals. You're, you're dealing with eleven players, and you want at least seven of them to produce their best form. If you're going to get a result in this league against anybody, um, and unfortunately, away at the moment, we we've only had twos and threes that have come up trumps with with their form, and uh, not enough happening. You know, and then as you say. Even during the game, sometimes you, you you lose. We didn't start great against all the shot. You know, they had the first five minutes, but then we had most of the play um, for the rest for the next hour, if you like, but a little bit more. And um, and having that bit of play, it just needed an end product, and we didn't have that end product on the day. Sometimes it's down to good defending by the opposition. Sometimes it's down to the confidence of your forward play. That's not just your forwards, that's your forward play, and we call it a flow. And when we get a flow, we're decent. When we don't, it's a bit bitty, and I thought it was bitty on, uh, on Tuesday. Now, maybe only a small consolation, but are you able to take um, any um, 
pride in the fact that some of these young players um, will be actually gaining any experience. So this might be that they're learning the hard way, but they are gaining experience for every game that they're playing. Do you have to take any sort of consolation in, in that at all? Uh, yeah, well, you always take consolation because it, whether it's good or bad, they're gaining that experience, if you like. I remember when you know, Whitfield first came, uh, when the main first came, Frank Vincent, you know, we, we wasn't sure, obviously we were, that they would develop. Um, and we've got a little bit the same here. So the consolation is every game, win, lose or draw, gives them a little bit more experience. Um, now, you'd love to go out there and get you know, 16 experienced players that have all been there, done that. But uh, that's not how we can do that. So we have to have a little bit of a mixture and uh, try and find the experienced ones periodically as best we can, and then work with the with the younger ones. And uh, you know, a few of them are showing a little bit of naive naivety at the moment, um, and it's not helping the more experienced ones either away from home. So we've uh, we've we've got to rally the troops. We've got to get. Uh, they're a good bunch. They're, they they want to do well for each other. They do. And at the end of the both the Barnet and, and uh, all the shop games, you know, the lads, as we were as staff, we, we were just sitting in there saying next to nothing because we were all gutted to lose. You know, you lose by the odd goal, but it's still a, a loss. Um, but they are still together. And that's the, the, the big thing. And they do still, we, we have discussions, you know, we have, we've got three different departments, i.e. defence, attack uh, and midfield in different rooms here uh, during the week, just say, what do you need from the other departments? And then those departments, what do you need from those? So, you know, and they, they, they were good discussions, so um, they're the sort of things that you do to try and improve the relationship between all the three, three units. But, uh, the lads are still up for it and they're still, none of them are sitting there not caring. That's the big thing, you know, they do care. And that's why we went over to the fans, but not just over to them, we went right over to them on Tuesday. To, to say, look, you know, after traveling to Barnet and you've still traveled to all the shops and absolutely we appreciate that. So we, you know, we went the extra yards, as it were, um, to, you know, go face to face and eye to eye with them. and. Uh, we're always more disappointed uh, for them when we don't get a result, or as disappointed. So on to Saturday then, we're going to be facing Halifax, we've had a great start to the season. Mm -hmm. It's a team that we've faced a lot of times in the last few seasons. That home record, like you said, is going to come under severe threat, isn't it? <laughs> well, it will, yeah. Um, whoever we play, it doesn't, it doesn't matter who you play. You know, Dover proved that, other teams have proved that. Um, we've got to go out and perform ourselves because um, you know you could be Ronaldo and you can be Messi you don't look like that way the camera just pans around and, no, <laughs> um, and I pass the ball between you to my teammate that doesn't matter who that is now if you give it away that matters if you give it to those two players so it's it's a team's is only is only as good as you let them be sometimes you know what I mean? We've got to compete, of course we have. Um, and they are going well. And you know, they, they've got a, a player in Billy that you know, when, when players come back, 
they always want to do well because they want to show that they're, they're, you know, thanks for having me for a little while now. I've moved on, but I want to show you I'm still a good player, sort of thing, you know. So it's, um, and we get that, we get that quite a lot. Uh, we've got our own player hitting a bit of form. Sinclair Armstrong has got two goals in the last two games, had them both ruled out, unluckily, on Tuesday night. Mm. He must be champing at the bit to get going on Saturday. Yeah, we, uh, you know, he's one that thinks thinks about his game, gets disappointed when he when he he doesn't he's not in the game, um, but he is a threat, you know, and he he, he was a threat against Aldershot, and we were disappointed with the, that decision because although his arms were up, there wasn't actually a push, and he swore blind that you know he didn't he didn't touch him. Although he went like that because obviously somebody was coming across it and then they bumped into each other and it should have been a goal. But and the other one was offside. It was just yeah. offside, it was unlucky, very close. Um but yeah, like all strikers, um they want to score goals and they want to be fed in areas where they can score goals. And uh, you know, we've got to keep his pecker up as far as keeping his confidence and believing in everybody else as well and making the runs that makes him dangerous. Yeah. That's what we've got to do. And then we've got to find those runs because he's only played two games for us, is it two? I think so. Three. Yeah. Three the first game and the, the last two. Um, and the last two he's played was after playing three games in six days. So there's still a bit of sharpness to come in him when he recovers from those three under-19 Irish international games with only three days between and two days between and then two days again, you know, it was a, it was a hard ask for him, but we, we want to get him in there because when it all settles down and we start playing our game again, he'll be uh, very important to us. On, on Tuesday night, was a, didn't see it unfortunately, but we seemed to play pretty well in the first half, some good stuff, all the indications were, and if anything, I think you were disappointed that you weren't perhaps in front by a, a, yeah. a half-time. Yeah. It sounds like it's unlike us to sort of fall away from that. We tend to get stronger in games and, and keep coming on. Was there any... Was We're, we're playing well at times in yeah. games, and then... I'll be honest with you, I think if we'd have scored when they scored, and we'd have won 1-0, we'd have said... That was a decent game from us. Yeah. You know, we had to work hard. We, yeah. we didn't find enough of our passes. But it's such a different state of mind when you've lost one nil, and yet you're only talking about the last minute. Yeah. You know, and that's all of us. I'm, I'm exactly the same. Um, but if we'd have won one nil, we'd have gone, yeah, well done, lads. That was, you know, you've done well to, yeah, yeah. You know, um, play. We we played more football. Yeah. Um, was which was good, which was, uh, but th we've got to find that uh, final third combination play that I like to think we work very hard with, and when it goes well, people can see that. Yeah. But um, sometimes it doesn't happen for you, and you lose one nil, and uh, that's that's what happened. You've been in these situations many times before. Are you? Is it? Does it feel as if at the moment you're seeing quite a lot of good stuff on the training ground? And going into games saying, "Yep, we're we're seeing etc. etc." And then because of their youth and inexperience, in case of some of them, yeah. that three o'clock on a Saturday or seven forty-five on a Tuesday night, it's 
it's that transition from the training ground to yeah. match situations. Always, you know, there's no pressure on the training ground. In fact, no. if we could play Thursdays, <laughs> we would be top of the league by a million miles yeah. because we're always fantastic on a Thursday with our one touch, two touch, our movement and about loads of buzzing, you know, we're thinking maybe giving them Thursdays off <laughs> and, and, you know, just coming on because they, you know, they've got it. Yeah. They've got it in them, but uh, we need to get it out of them more often. Yeah. And that's the, that's the key. Thinking back to, to last year, from the previous year, you retained, you were able to, and you did retain 15 players from the previous season yeah. at the end of the shortened season. So the lads like um, Adam Randall, Sam Sherry, yeah, were able to come into a group yeah. that was already sort of yeah, on together going, and, and yeah, yeah. knew everybody, everybody yeah. knew what the, exactly. et cetera, et cetera. This yeah. is a different scenario this season. That that's why Ali and, and all the other ones are well, coming into a relatively... Well, it's a new, new group, yeah. isn't it? You know, it's not a big enough group to say we've just added to the group. We've, you know, it's a new group. Now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and unfortunately, that's what happens when you know we are a club like some of the other clubs that unfortunately lose players because there's other teams that are watching what you're bringing in and and they'll cherry pick them as and when they they want to because yeah. people have got earned livings and all that sort of thing. So it turns people's heads and then you have to build again yeah. and then we'll have the same. You know, situation maybe at the end of this year where people might cherry pick our better ones um, and it's very difficult to keep the same team mm -hmm. at this level for long enough to as you say keep them together and it it, it, it goes in cycles doesn't it sort of every other year mm. if you like Can't do it, yeah. and it was very difficult to uh, build a squad quickly um, when you'd lost a good yeah seven or eight players, including the two two lone players that, that, that did very well. Yeah. yeah. Um, Marcin came in for Mark Halstead on Tuesday night. Was that a, a, a selection decision or was Mark not...? No, no, Mark was uh, ill. Okay. Yeah, he had uh, flu. I think his, his kid, kid came home with a problem and he, he caught it and uh, was unable to travel. Now, Halifax are... Um, is it this? Don was saying we've played them quite a few times. Have they changed much from last year? Because we we uh, I remember we played very well up there, didn't we, beat them? And, uh, and obviously we know one or two of the new players. Has there been a bit of an overhaul there as well? Because in some ways they're they're similar to us in a way, as a team that has to rebuild on a quite a regular basis. Don't yeah, they? yeah, that's right. Um, What's there, been your there's a lot of chimney pots, a lot of houses around that area. You know, you can. Cherry pick a little bit with a lot of the clubs that are around there. You know, we have to. Our location is sometimes difficult, even though it's the English Riviera, um, and some look forward to it, but a lot don't. And if you if you've got a bigger pool to choose from, then you can find more players, um, and and they can do that. Um, and that recruitment's got to be right, which is you know they they've done well to recruit the players they've got. But they've also got that uh, core of players. They've kept a core of players there that uh, they, they haven't had to add too many to. And generally, they're, you know, they're, they're picking up 
experienced players, Billy Waters. You know yeah. what I mean? You know, like they're experienced players that have been there and done it. That's we, the, we were saying in the week, weren't we, that Billy lives up there, his family is there. Yeah. Um, but coming to play for us was out of kilter for him, really. Yeah, and, and it was a, and, and it was a bit of a killer for him, especially through the his COVID. Family, not seeing his family. He couldn't, yeah. you know, it was his bubble was down here. Yeah. Um, and his family wasn't his puzzle, but the puzzle is his, um, yeah. his family wasn't his bubble, that. so he had to exist yeah. outside that, and that was that's hard because that was a long time as well. It was a long time for him not to see, yeah. his, you know, his, his girlfriend and and their her ba- their baby. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah, it was a difficult one, mm. but um, obviously he's a little bit nearer nearer where he is. But it's a different situation now, anyway. Mm which we didn't know was going to be this situation at this time. For all we knew, it might have carried on. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, it's, uh, yeah, so we wish him well. Everyone loves Bill and uh, and just... Uh, and he's chipped into the um, appeal, the the, uh, the running and cycling, I understand. Who, Billy has? Yeah. Oh, has he? Yeah. Oh, he must uh, be on a few, Bob, then. Because the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, the team have just completed their yeah, that's thing right. ahead of time, haven't they? Yeah. And he was one of the donations to... Oh, that's uh, nice, uh, ...to yeah, yeah. take them beyond a 1,000. I think it's, it's, uh, they're into four figures now, aren't they? Great. So yeah, no, that's, that's good. That was a great effort by the lads. Yeah. And, uh, um, and Billy was one of the donors. For, yeah, that's nice. This shows a little bit of appreciation of people yeah. that are running and doing things for charity, which is fantastic, which is also what we've got this week, isn't it? You know, it's supporting another organisation. Um, the, uh, the, you know, the ladies at football yeah. games and... Ladies' uh, Day. Yeah, Ladies' Day, if you like. And uh, all good causes in our club is very much a part of these good causes at the moment. You know, we, I think it's... A, a great thing to do uh, that the club's doing and that is helping people that uh, need to be helped but also to advertise the fact you, you know you, you help these organizations get publicity mm. more people get to know about them you know I didn't know about this one uh, that's coming, too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's coming up Saturday but uh, now I know it and it's fantastic so mm. Again, the club's doing everything right, in my opinion, which uh, makes us top of the league, at least off the field. Good chat with the gaffer. Yeah. Good chat. I mean, he was in, in, in good spirits this morning. There's no point in raking over the coals of the two defeats endlessly. You've got to look forward, haven't you? Yeah. There, there, I, I have to say, though, uh, there was much disappointment online, etc. There was. Um, There's national Probably the worst online, yeah. so far. After uh, Saturday, I think at Barnet particularly, I think there was an acknowledgement that they played better on Tuesday. Yeah, my my friend Michael went to the game. Uh, his son's up at university up there, and he's working up there. So they yeah. they both uh, they both went down to to Aldershot, and they weren't happy at all afterwards. I don't think we're creating chances, are we? No, we're looking no. reasonably solid at the back. We're looking okay through the midfield, but we're not giving our strikers anything to um, to go on. Interestingly, I mean, the elephant in the room at the conference this morning was Billy Waters. Yes. Um, but it, as it turned out, Gary was quite happy to chat about Billy. Everyone loves Billy, as he says. Billy's chipped in with the players' fundraising, as we've just heard. Um, 
in, in case you hadn't realised, he's playing for Halifax. He's scoring goals for a past time. He scored 10 in 15 for them, which is you know an incredible record. You'd take that tomorrow if you could find a player to do that for you. We didn't quite get that kind of return out of him at Torquay no. last season. He did score a couple of absolute he, belters towards did, the end of the season. And he was, but he was hard-working, Billy. Yeah. He never gave up, did he? Now, I'm not suggesting for one minute that we've got players that do give up, but, but, but you could see it in Billy's yeah. eyes that he wanted to, to win at all costs. Now, um, he didn't. He wasn't always a preferred starter, no. and a lot of his impact was from the bench. Um, so you know, w- w- to get ten in fifteen as a as a as a preferred starter, that that that's a good record. Yeah, and I mean it's quite interesting. I mean Gary Johnson obviously has a lot of time for Billy Waters. Yeah, I mean you yeah. could you could read between the lines of what he said this morning that um, you know he's the guy's coming back, he's in form, he's going to want to score against Torquay on Saturday, but. He's not one of those players who's left under a cloud by the look of it. No, um, and I, I think when Billy was released, in inverted commas, yeah. at the end of last season, I think there were a few people who, who were quite surprised by that. It, mm. it, it seemed like he might be one worth uh, keeping hold of and um, you know developing, although you know he's, a, he's quite, quite well developed as a player anyway. Um, and I think there were a few people who thought, oh, that's a, a, a bit of a weird yeah. one. And then, of course, then he hits the ground running at Halifax, starts scoring goals for them almost immediately at the start of the season and continues to do so. I think there's, there's a bit of um, uh, a national teeth as to why he, he was allowed to leave or, or, as it seemed at the time, was... was you know, not offered a new no, he, contract. He was released to all yeah. intents and purposes. But but, uh, but but it does seem now, looking back on it, and after having heard what Gary said today, that Billy was one of those players who uh, had a horrendous time during the COVID bubble period um, where players weren't allowed to go home. They couldn't see their wife, uh, in his case, his girlfriend and, and, and young child. Mm. And... That was a long time for those players to yeah. sit around in their bubbles, uh, in the in, in the goals nest or goals lodge or whatever it is, um, and literally just be cut off from families. Yeah, yeah. And as, as Gary says, nobody was to know then that the bubble would be more relaxed now and maybe things would be better. And, and again, you can't blame... A, a person for wanting to get back and be a little bit closer to the family. And I think that's what the uh, the, the, the move to Halifax has, has given him, the ability to be really close to his family again. And I think it was probably mutual. I don't know. I haven't got a complete understanding of the situation, but it sounds to me like it was mm. the best for Billy. And uh, not necessarily the best for Torquay, but hey-ho. Um, um, you know, he, he obviously is one of those players... Well, I, I think all of the players, bar one who might remain nameless, um, stuck rigidly to the routine of being in the bubble that George Edwards demanded of them. Yeah. And I think yeah. they should all be applauded for that. Some of them, it would have been easier because they're young and they don't have necessarily kids or, or girlfriends or, or whatever. And yeah, that yes, they'd miss their parents or whatever. But I think it's probably a bit easier, especially when you consider how much yeah. Xbox time yeah. you can get. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that. There's a limit yeah. to the amount of games of FIFA you can yeah. play, isn't there? Well, I'm sure there isn't to some people. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but but, to, but for others like Billy, who's a bit older and uh, uh, and obviously has a family, it must have been awful. I remember um, 
Now, I think it will have been the semi-final win. Um, remind me who we won. <laughs> going back to last season. I knew you were going to do that. Uh, oh, no. Uh, Notts County. Notts County. Yeah. So we, 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 we beat Notts County and we were going to, I was going to say going to Wembley. Of course, we were going to Ashton Gate. Um, me and Mike and uh, our partners were, were down on, on, on Babacan Beach or Oddicombe Beach and we walked across to Babacan Beach after the game and there was uh, Billy and... Um, and Joe Lewis, yeah. sitting on the beach on that stony beach, enjoying enjoying a a, a can of lager, which was, was which was good to see. Um, I think yeah, he, I think he was a, he was he was a well liked player. He was, and the karaoke king, of course. Of course, I forgot we, that. Um, yeah. As we discovered last last year, so it'd be interesting to see Billy come back. I hope he gets a decent reception um, mm. from the pop side. He's I say he's not one of those players who's left under a cloud. We could all name one or two of those, but I don't think Billy's among them. No, no, and he certainly wasn't. Yeah, there was. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about last year. No, and the one that broke no. protocol. No, <laughs> let's not talk about that. I, I think the yeah looking forward is is what it's all about. We need to deal with the last two games though. Um, we had spies at Barnet. Mint we spies. Had, we had <laughs> no spies. Oh, sorry, Barnet. sorry. Um, Sean Henderson of Finchley in North London and Liam Stiles of Finchley in North London, sounding like Brian Moore on the big match there for a Perfect, moment, yeah. uh, went along to the Barnet game uh-huh. and I asked them to jot down a few things that they take they took away. Did they the take game. a big enough jotter? <laughs> yeah, well, they enjoyed the game, um, but they were thinking, you know, obviously it, it a game of football is a game of football, but um, yeah, there were six so six things. Uh, number one, talk United fans. Half drum, will travel, amazing atmosphere. Good, so good. Sean, yep. good. I mean, Gary's touched on that this morning, the, yep. um, the away fans. It was good to see Talky go over and talk to them after Tuesday yeah, as well. Yeah, we, we, like we, we like a game in London, don't we? We do. Everybody loves yeah. a game in London. Well, we, we try to like it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> number two, Tom Lapsley, zero fear. Gets stuck into everything. Uh-huh. I mean, Tom Lapsley made quite an impression on um, on the, the occasional supporters yeah, okay. on Saturday. Um, the the signings that have been brought in this season have had varying degrees of impact, haven't they? Some yes. of them haven't had long runs in the team. Some of them haven't quite got hit the ground running. Yeah, yet. no one's really, uh, no one's really secured a place that you would say that they were unmovable. But Tom Lapsley, to me, has been the <coughs> success so far. Okay. I think Tom yeah. Lapsley. Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, apparently, point three. Apparently, there was a huge Asian wedding going on at the Hive. And the bride arrived at the same time as the Talk United team coach. How extraordinary. Because um, Sean and Liam were there watching the team coach arrive and seeing the players get off. And there was a huge... So, on the off chance that the happy couple are listening, congratulations and hope everything went well. And I hope the Yellow Army added to the occasion for you. Absolutely. That must have been weird for them. Yeah. They, they did get there very late, Talkie, on Saturday. Uh, there was some terrible um, road... I don't know if it was well, the, an M- the M4 is is closed from Heathrow inwards, pretty much. I didn't realise that. Okay, so, yeah, it's difficult. Uh, you, you would have thought the coach driver knew that, but anyway, that's yeah. uh, that's another another thing. But they didn't get there till forty five minutes before the game. Now that is very that's late. Far, that is very late. Yeah. Maiden, and we, we, we well, yeah. we, I was yeah. going to say we've sat yeah. there um, in the press box before, knowing that an away team hasn't arrived, and it gives it, it fills you with confidence. Does it does, and we were we, we hammered Maidenhead yeah. that night when they arrived yeah. about five minutes before kickoff. Yeah. Um, very few Barnet fans there 
according to our spies in the ground. Okay. And apparently they, one of their goal scorers ran towards the empty stand then had to turn around again and look for some fans to celebrate with. Okay, right. So, yeah, but, I mean, there are some small crowds in this division, aren't there? There, there are. Big, are. Well, big there's big some big crowds yeah. as well, but there are also some small crowds. And there are also big, some big crowds in the division underneath. Yeah. Or the divisions underneath. Uh, the Barnet goalkeeper took, taking the slowest goal kicks ever. That's all part of game management. Yeah. That winds Gary up something chronic, mm-hmm. but um, noticed by the fans. And finally, Armani Little knows how to... Uh, a quote here from a, a, a report. Knows how to curl a free kick into the top bin. Absolute scenes. I tell you what, if they want to write my next match report... <laughs> But, I mean, Armani, this brings me to another message that I've had this week as well. We talked a lot about Armani last week. Yeah. Uh, Terry Whitehead, who's one of our regular podcast listeners, messaged in uh, to talk about all kinds of things, barking dogs and, and what have you. But he also Yeah, says, sorry about that last week. Yeah, we, I did think about <laughs> editing it a bit quieter, but um, I, thought it, I thought it would lose impact. Brings me on to another one in a minute as well. But fortunately, I think Ernie's asleep at the moment, but if the postman arrives... Heaven knows what will happen. Well, of course, we were in the front room last week, so he was a lot closer to the microphone than he would be this week. But Terry says, wouldn't it be a good idea for the fans to just to let Armani know that those who booed him um, the other week were very much in the minority. When they read the teams out before the game, give him a big cheer when his name's thrown out. Okay, Terry. Says Terry. So, um, yeah, why not? Let's give Armani a little bit of backing. Another great goal he scored at Barnet on Saturday. What what a a corking strike that was. And, and And funnily enough... As I was listening to the commentary, you felt like it was going in beforehand. Yeah. I don't know why yeah. sometimes that happens. Um, I suppose it probably happens all the time. In the half the time, most of the times, it doesn't come off. But I felt like that was going in. Some players, um, you just get that feeling, yeah. don't you? When they, yeah. they stand over a free kick, you think, well, it, it's going on target, whatever. Absolutely. Happens. Eight goals. Yeah. Billy Walker's just got 10. So. Armani's doing from midfield. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. The concern, obviously, eight goals is, in sixteen games. Has he played every game? Mm, I can't remember. But that's remember. eight goals. That's that's a really good return. He hasn't played every game. He had a little, he had a couple of games out, mm. didn't he, with an injury? But interesting. Um, I mean, the, the concern is that we're not getting goals from strikers. I mean, as I said to Gary just now, Sinclair Armstrong's got two yeah. in the last two games, but. First one was definitely offside. Well, it was offside, but it wasn't him that was offside, no. which the, is a shame. And the one at Aldershot on Tuesday, he was unlucky because the, the goalkeeper and the defender basically ran into each other. They ran into each other. He he put his hands up because he was about to run into them as well. I, 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 I think the referees read that situation completely wrong. Had we scored that goal, yeah. I think we would have won. And we'd probably have gone on to get yeah. another. Yeah, yeah. Um, Good. To, I mean, Sinclair Armstrong, we're all looking forward to seeing him play on Saturday. Uh, good to hear that um, Dan Martin had a good game. Yeah, good Dan's, first half. Dan's been in and out of the team, hasn't he? Got himself a suspension. Well, it was a bloody silly, excuse my French, challenge. Yeah. That, that got himself a three-game three game game suspension. Um, but yeah, so it, it's... It, it's looking promising for the weekend, I think. We were talking about the dogs then for a moment. Hang on, I have to apologise. We woke Hayden up. Did we? Hayden, I knew that was going to happen. Hayden had nodded off, Good. listening to the soothing Good. sounds of the podcast. Yeah, uh, and the dog woke him up. Good. And I also spoke. Sorry, to, Hayden. I also spoke, I've emailed you this week, by the way. <laughs> Check your emails. I also spoke to a chap at the Brixham United game on Friday night. Brixham, who's no, there's no United. Brixham AFC. You're stuck sorry. in the past, guy. It's because it's Wall Park. That's <laughs> always going to be Brixham United. Brixham AFC game. Um, whose name I didn't catch. Who listens to the podcast while playing snooker? Presumably okay. while he's practising. 
Yeah. So he has the podcast going and the soothing sounds of the podcast. And I have visions of him. He was probably trying to play a red into the middle pocket, one of those difficult shots where you've just got to get the pace and the direction and exactly then, right. And then... Rah, 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 rah. <laughs> oh. And then... It must have You're going to do a revving car well. next. <laughs> <laughs> I could do that, couldn't yeah. I? Revving cars, pepper pigs, what a week it's forgive been. Forgive me, forgive me. What a week it's been. But yeah, so, mercifully quiet so uh, far. But before we leave the Barnet game, although I'm not sure if it's the Barnet game or the older shot game, I think it's the Barnet game, um, it was noted on, on the Radio Devon commentary that uh, both goalkeepers mm-hmm. had 37 on the back of their shirts. Did they really? When's that ever happened? When's that ever happened before? <laughs> I'm not sure which that game it was, but it was one, one one of the games. Tuck that away for a pub quiz, yeah, or something. They're um they're, our friends on the uh, talking talky talky talk um podcast. Talk, 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 what, what, what? <laughs> I'm, I'm Boris Johnson. Um, they're doing a mastermind thing, mm-hmm. and I rather foolishly signed up for this, but Good. that could end up as a question. Thirty-seven on the back of both shirts. Where do I get to sign up? Well, you could you could do it. They'd be happy for you to do. It. You okay. could take the heat off me a little bit. Um, uh, I, I'm putting throwing my hat in the ring. Please get in touch. I will definitely let them know that you're up for that. So that, that was Barnet. That was Aldershot. Um, looking ahead, that was the week that was. That was the yeah. week that was. A couple other things uh, cropped up. The Talk United Supporters Trust. It's their AGM tonight. Yeah. If you're listening to this on Thursday afternoon, if you're hot off the press on Thursday afternoon, you've still got time to get there. Talkie Rugby Club, uh, Thursday evening, six thirty p.m. There's yep. a there's a drink and a pasty in it. If you're a I member know, of the I saw trust, that. yeah. That's but I have to ask: Is there a vegetarian pasty in it? Don't don't know. I, uh, would, hope I, so. I would hope so. These yes. are enlightened times, yes. and as we're both veggies, it would be yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't drink, so. Uh, of course not. If you just could see Guy's face, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I, that completely put me off my stride there for a minute. Uh, you can join in by Zoom as well. Uh, uh, Tust, T-U-S-T dot co dot UK has all the details and the supporters trust. They'll be interested to talk about this, um, the, the fan-led football review, which is out this morning. Which is out this morning and has been uh, my, my uh, listening over to uh, Seal Hayne on a, on a Thursday is Radio 4. And they've been talking yeah. about that this morning. Um, so that's it's, it's been, uh, it sounds like the government are going to go with it. Um, I need to have a look at it and see exactly what's in it, but it does sound good for lower league yeah. football. But call me cynical if you like, but what chance have they got of a, a well-meaning, well-qualified, you know, backed by the fans initiative which champions the rights of the smaller clubs when you're dealing with the top echelon of teams who are basically are backed by nation states and and. You know, there's so much money at the top of the game. Are they really going to listen no. to what is said? No, is the answer yeah. to that. We, we can get behind the, the... 85 of the 92 clubs and the whole of non-league can get right behind it, but will the top echelons of football listen? There, there, there's going to have to be some give, isn't there? Mm. But it won't be massive. It's just, you know, as, as with the European super-duper league proposals, they are a law unto themselves. The... Uh, now, I'm going to call him Sean Maguire, but I think that was a pop singer in the 80s. <laughs> I think it was. Um, <laughs> wasn't, uh, he, wasn't he in Grange um, Hill or something like yes, that? Yes, the snooker player. <laughs> the snooker player. What's he called? Maguire? Is he called Maguire? He might not even be called Maguire. Anyway, he's come out today, yesterday okay. and said, because uh, he got beaten by an amateur, uh, a Chinese amateur, in, the, um, in, the, in, in a big snooker championship, he said that amateurs shouldn't be allowed to play 
in professional rank competitions. Um, however, he does back amateur. You know, he, he does yeah, his oh, best yeah. to back amateur snooker, snooker, etc. Gary Richardson already for this morning and put put to him. Well, does that mean that non-league teams can't play uh, professional teams in the FA Cup? Oh no, no, no! That's a different thing altogether. So Sean Maguire of uh, Grange Hill, if you listen, on top of the pops, on top yeah, of the pops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, love it. But yeah, so we're back on snooker again. Um, Interesting call I had this week from Dave Lowen, who is another avid listener to the podcast, uh, about Sweet Caroline. Now, he gave me a piece of information that might make us soften our approach to Sweet Caroline. Go on. Because as you know, if you've listened to the podcast before, uh, it gets played so much. And Chalky now play a burst of Sweet Caroline after a Torquay United goal. We haven't heard it very often, have we? <laughs> no, we? No, we haven't. We did hear it twice against Denver. Yeah, thank yeah to be fair. Um, and you and I have, um, have put our cards on the table and said, no, we don't like it. No. Stop playing it. Oh, we, we like the song, but the, but the song has had its moment. It's and had it's, its yeah, moment. Yeah, we've moved on. But I didn't realise this, that Neil Diamond has written off all the royalties to Sweet Caroline um, for people who were affected by the bombing at the Boston Marathon all those years ago. Crikey. So okay. every time Sweet Caroline gets played, a couple of cents drop into the coffers of the charities looking after people in Boston. So as Dave points out, you know, you can you can say what you like about Sweet Caroline, but every time it gets played, some good gets done. Very so, good. So maybe 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 we'll soften our approach. Yeah. A little yeah. bit mm. on that one, do you think? Yeah. <laughs> but it does, you know, what happens when Talkie score a goal is that you and I we look up, we see who scored, and then we get <coughs> our heads down and start typing yeah. straight away. And all you've got then is Sweet Caroline going in your ear yeah. while you're trying to compose a breathless paragraph about a goal. They're, I never write any breathless paragraphs, <laughs> guy. They're, 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 they're exhausted <laughs> yeah. paragraphs, most of mine. We're heading into the season now where I hit a lot of wrong keys. When I'm doing the live blog, I only get one go at it. If I make a typo, in the paragraph about the goal, there's no point. Cold fingers because it's gone. So yeah, yeah you'll be headed, You'll be reading a lot of typos. We've 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 had this discussion before about about names that are particularly difficult to type. They are, yeah, uh, yeah. and others that that should be difficult to type, like Brzezowski, mm -hmm. that is quite easy to type. Yeah. Giancarlo Galifuoco was easy, easy to, to type. type. It just seems to be a kind of flow of the fingers yeah. that works, yeah. and yet. Um, if I if I type Keyland O'Connell one yeah, more time, yeah. I normally know I've done it, so the D comes straight off of it. But for some reason, my head wants to type Key. Yeah, uh, yeah Keyland Key O'Connell yeah. rather than Keyland. Claidy Lolos is my downfall. At the right? Moment, is it the Claidy? The Lolos no, is easy. No, the Lolos. Oh is, no, so Lolos is easy for me. But I do key. struggle with the, getting the A and the I in the right uh, order. The we were talking about when you're in sort of full motor mode and you're yeah. typing away. The problem with cold fingers and the thing that, that wakes me up in a cold sweat at night. That's the name of this podcast. <laughs> the problem with cold fingers. That, done. Done. Game on. Let me just jot that down. But the O and the I are next to each other on the keyboard. Yep. And when I'm writing a 25-yard shot... <laughs> I have a nightmare that I will mistype. Uh, it did happen I... once with, I think it was Swansea City tweet, wasn't yeah. it? That someone had had a in the box. 
It's yeah. going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen. And somebody will do a screen grab. It'll end up on a Russell Howard show somewhere. And uh, Well, no one will see it then. I'll be they? famous. Well, yeah, yeah, there's two ways of looking at that. Yeah. Uh, I have I have Excuse a couple me. of a couple of heroes of the week. Okay. The first one. This is screaming out for a theme tune for the for the feature. <laughs> hero isn't it? of the week. Podcast hero of the week, and we can't do it every week. Podcast though. hero of the week. That's the last time I'll ever do that. Promise. Yeah. I don't think we can sustain this every week, but with, with a, a Harry Hill type theme tune like that, maybe we should. Um, chap called Ollie James. Okay. was on TV a lot over the weekend. Okay. I was watching the Qatar Grand Prix, watching the qualifying, yep. as you do when you're a Formula One fan, and the camera panned after Lewis Hamilton had, had recorded the fastest time in qualifying. Yep. Camera pans into the crowd, and there's Ollie James, a bloke in a yellow Torquay United shirt, waving his union flag. It's one of last year's shirts with the palm trees down the middle. Uh-huh. I thought, this is nice. Yeah. So I, I grabbed a screen grab. I sent it to you, didn't I? Yeah. And we said, you know, we've got to find out who this bloke is. As it turns out, my other daughter, Anna Henderson, a painter in <laughs> Devon, uh, knows Ollie, knows Ollie quite well. Okay. He, he's a teacher. Um, he lives and works in Qatar. Mm-hmm. Got tickets for the Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. And he said on Saturday night... Um, you know, we said how much we like the shirt. He said, "Wait for it. I'm wearing my Spark World shirt tomorrow." <laughs> and it's got vintage. <laughs> on Sunday at the Grand Prix, not only did he put spoiling this if anybody hasn't seen the highlights yet, but Lewis Hamilton wins. Um, and as he goes across the line, sure enough, the camera pans to Ollie and his mates, the party that are with him, waving their union flag, and he's got a Spark World beautiful T-shirt, beautiful as, television moment. As worn by Elliot Bennion and Danny Stevens in that terrible <laughs> advert that you can still find on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, that is the worst advert in the world, isn't it? But not only was he there on the Formula One highlights, they freeze-framed on him on the news later that night Did as they? well. As they, um, as they talked about Lewis Hamilton um, winning the race, there was Ollie James uh, standing there in his Spark World shirt. But that's not enough to make him Hero of the Week. Come on. It's not enough. I have to take you back to last Friday night at Warpark, watching Brixham AFC yep. at Warpark. Uh, and uh, Brixham were beaten 5-1 by Tavistock in the FA Vars. We should mention at this point, well done, Buckland Athletic. Yeah, Buckland you, you had a, a tough game. Yeah, Buckland had a tough game. Although, having said that, Falmouth Town are in the division below mm-hmm. uh, of the league pyramid. Uh, they had won 13 games out of 13 in the league, in the, in the Peninsula League so far. So it was a tough game for Buckland, and they won 3-1, which was a very good result. And their home draw in the next round. Home draw against Wellington, a team in their division, which they really could could quite conceivably walk through. So, yeah. um, yeah, so so And that, that would put them in the last 32 of the Vars, that's and that's great, when it, it starts getting exciting. Starts getting interesting. It's on, I think it's on Saturday the 10th of December. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I went up to Brixham uh, for the game. Tavistock beat Brixham five one, which is which is no no reflection on Brixham at all because obviously they're in it's it's the other way round for this one. So Brixham are doing well in the in the um, Peninsula League, but Tavistock are top of the Western yeah. League Premier Division and flying and on their way to the uh, Southern League by the look of it. And you could see why. I mean, they were very. Brixham gave it their all, and Brixham really got stuck in. There was a little period just after half time where Brixham really got to grips with the game but Tavistock were just better um, no complaints about that but the hero of the week is a guy who was in the Torquay United youth setup. Yep. 
Uh, it went off to Aston Villa. Yeah, for £50,000, if I remember yeah, rightly. He, Something he, like that. And he became part of a youth setup at Aston Villa that's produced so many great players yeah. over the years. The Agbonlahore, Agbon Jack Grealish, and there's loads of players have come through that academy. And they really thought highly of him up they there. They did. Um, but he couldn't settle up in the Midlands. And he came back. Um, he came back to Torquay. Yeah. He did. Um, Got on the verges of the first team, didn't he? He did. Um, it's, a chap's name is Liam Prynne. Uh, and he was brilliant. For Tavistock. Scored a hat-trick. Scored a hat-trick. Every time Tavistock got the ball in midfield, he's the out-ball in midfield. He was running off the shoulder of the defenders. He was coming in from wide positions. He scored his three goals. Uh, it was just it just gladdened your heart to see somebody still playing and playing that well. It was also his second hat-trick of the week. That's <laughs> just fantastic. Liam Prynne Liam Prin was, a, was, was a decent striker at Torquay and, and it, was, it was unfortunate that he didn't really get the chance to to prove himself in the first team. If I, I mean, he's been at Tavistock for a while. I mean, they came up from the Peninsula League only yeah. a couple of seasons ago, and I'm sure he was there then. So uh, he's grown. You see, you know the picture that, that, that football clubs put up when, when someone scores on yeah, Twitter? Yeah. You know, or even the lower oh, league clubs that. do yeah, that now. Yeah, yeah. He looks like a man, whereas four years ago when he, he was, was playing lad, for Torquay, he? he was yeah. a kid, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, it just just proves that you know they, even if you get knocked back, if things don't work out for you, you're still playing football at a pretty. He could be playing in the Southern League next oh, year. Oh, uh, uh, he could be playing in the Southern League next year. He could be playing in the Southern League this year. Obviously, yeah. he's quite happy where he is. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I think uh, you know if they go up next year and he he puts himself about a bit and scores some more goals, you know. Who knows? Could, Who knows? could be on the verge of, of, of Conference South kind of level. Well, and you've got um, you've got Lee Mansell up at Gloucester City who's kind of assembling himself a, yep. a, a decent squad there. Ben yep. Gehring's gone there. Ben Gehring's gone there, yeah. yeah. Uh, didn't didn't go down well with Bath City fans, I saw in some tweets. Because no. uh, there wasn't, there wasn't, he didn't give a reason. Well, I think the reason is because Lee Mansell was at, exactly. at Gloucester City. So yeah. it'd be interesting to see how that works yeah. out there. But so, um, for those reasons, Liam Prynne is, is the hero of the week this week. It was a privilege to watch him in action the other night. Hero of the week. <laughs> I'm really not sure that's going to catch on. It's going to catch on. But we'll, we'll give it a go. Let's give you it wait till I get home and start editing this. I'll, there'll be, there'll be an echo on it and everything. <laughs> Put it on your next album. Yeah. Put a hero of the week track on your next yeah. album. Uh, and still on the subject of Brixham, just one more thing. <clears throat> December the 4th, they're away at Oakhampton uh -huh. in the league. And there's a great, great way of getting there. There's a new train service from Exeter up to Oakhampton. Mm -hmm. And the idea is that Brixham fans can go all the way. They'll have to get on at Paynton. But they can go and they'll all have the way to change up. at Exeter. Yeah, they might have to change at Newton Abbey, yeah. Oh, wow. But um, but they'll, they'll get there. <laughs> they can get to Oakhampton by train. And Which I, is brilliant. I believe yeah. Oakhampton Football Club are... Um, organising some kind of transport from the railway station to the ground. It's going to make a bit of difference to Oakhampton Argyle Football Club, isn't it? It is. What a yeah. silly name, by the way. Well, but yeah, it's a great idea. What yeah. a great day out that's going to be. Absolutely. You going? You're thinking about it, aren't you? I, I know, you, I know I you're thinking, thinking about it. I'm thinking quite hard yeah. about it. It's, it'll be a nice day out. Yeah. Could get quite lively on that train, I imagine. Yeah. On the way the up and the, back. The Brixham Casuals and the, Brixham Oca Casuals. the Oakhampton Ultras. <laughs> But yeah, what a great idea, going to the old days of the football special. 
Marvellous. 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 We've done this already this morning. Yeah, Dave, Dave, Dave Thomas it likes a little bit of a retro. Bit of Ron Manager. Yeah. Keep off the grass. Marvellous, isn't it? <laughs> so, one thing we had to check as well, I should uh, point out uh, before Saturday's game, Joe Lewis got booked. He did. He did. Tuesday night. And I was about to write into the uh, match report that it was his fifth booking of the season and um, he would miss the next game. However, when I checked soccer base instead of my own stats, which are right, soccer base's stats seem to be wrong. Okay. Um, But anyway, it it looked like it was his fourth at that moment. Yeah. You now know it is his fifth. Well, it's his fourth league booking. Yes. But he did pick up one against Haverton Waterlooville in the replay. Yeah. Um, which apparently doesn't count. Now this is Don't a, this is, our No, this is, is this is right. This is a new thing. Uh, yeah. um, there was an Exeter City player that um, a couple of weeks ago that that I I texted Dan Clark who does does their stuff and uh, said, "Is he going to be missing this week then?" And Dan said, "No, he picked up one in the FA Cup." Um, now. Uh, if Torquay had got through to the final of the FA Cup, one of those players might have just about got five bookings yeah. in the FA Cup and missed the final. It's possible. But other, otherwise, so what, what, what does that, that, that yellow card in an early FA Cup game, what, 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 what kind of punishment is that to anyone? But the reason I'm sitting here looking puzzled, ladies and gentlemen, didn't Dan Martin's red card come in the game at Haven Waterlooville? Or was it in a league game? No, it was in a league game, wasn't it? Was oh, it? I don't know. Now you've now you've really now I have now you've I really got my stats the cat up in front the of produce. me. Anyway, there's um, there's a hanging fact. Yeah, maybe maybe it's different for, for red cards. Possibly it is because it's a free game ban, so you're not going to be able to serve red, a free free game ban in the FA Cup. So. And a straight red is a free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That probably that probably makes sense. I mean, talking about uh, the way that the FA seem to be switching rules around without telling anyone at the moment. I mean, Exeter has suffered with that. They've got to replay their, their FA Cup yeah. game after putting on a sixth sub has in extra time. Yeah, they, no, still Tuesday coming, night. Tuesday, Tuesday night. night. Very, very strange. I so think we're done, aren't we? I think we were pretty much at the end of the agenda. One thing I just did want to say, just getting a little bit new age on you, if just <coughs> uh, one of our um, Talkie United walking football family, one of the Talkie United families in Derriford Hospital at the moment, somewhat unwell. So... A bit of energy, a yeah. bit of positive vibes heading uh, heading his way. Uh, get well soon, mate. We're all thinking of you. Good, good. And on that note, we will see you at Plainmore on Saturday. We will do. We shall be we shall be the ones tucked away. I, 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 I'll get there this week. I, I obviously missed the last home game, the Dover win, because uh, my back was playing up. And my back, uh, I can report, is much better. Miraculous. I shall be back at Plainmore, be back. sitting there. Freezing my little fingers off. Yeah, the problem with cold fingers. There we go. Thanks for listening, as ever. And we finish with... Come Come on, on, you yellows. yellows.